Hi, and welcome back to Me At Last. I'm Leah Brown, your host, and thank you for joining me today. And I want to ask you a question. Do you dwell in the past? And what dwell means is to live or stay as a permanent resident or to linger over, emphasize, or ponder in either thought, speech, or writing. So do you dwell in the past? What has happened in your life that maybe today you find yourself stuck in either a mindset because of it, or you either act and behave a certain way because of that situation or maybe some trauma you've been through? So this message today came from a song I heard by Corey Asbury, and it's titled Sparrow. Maybe you've heard of that song. And there's a verse in the song that says, a heart that's planted in forgiveness doesn't dwell in the past. And that verse just jumped out at me. Maybe you know someone who is stuck in the past. If, if you do, or maybe that's you, somebody who's stuck in the past, Unforgiveness is possibly the reason for being stuck. So I want to share a story with you uh, about a time that I was really stuck in the past. I was dwelling there. And this story has to do with my mom and our relationship. And so it, it was a difficult relationship as a kid. Uh, her words and her actions um, uh, hurt me and caused a lot of pain. And so then into my adult life, my 20s and 30s, I, I always felt like this 10-year-old kid around my mom. I, I felt very intimidated and fearful. And our relationship was different because I didn't live under her roof anymore, but I still kind of reverted back to that place. When I, whenever I was around her. And, and we did spend time together uh, for holidays or getting together for our birthdays. And, um, and I guess I, I was filled with so much pain and hurt. I was wounded by her. But at the same time, I was desperate for her love and her acceptance. And, and I guess as a child, an adult child, I was so willing to just kind of I guess, forget all about the past if I could just have the mom I wanted now. And, you know, that wasn't happening. Um, so through my early adult life, I was always working on that, trying to figure it out, trying to uh, win my mom over in some way uh, to, to feel that love from her that I felt like, oh, we have this great relationship. And, and all of the the pain inside of me and the anger towards her was coming out in other relationships with friends and and in other areas of my life so it was really starting to affect me where it was forcing me to look more into it and figure it out well after years of doing that and i found myself at a women's retreat and uh the second day into the service and now I want to say whatever we is causing us pain in our life whatever caused us pain I should say that tends to be right at the tip of our tongue that's kind of in the front of our mind so every uh, we always want to talk about it we want to dissect it um, it's sort of 
we're, we're the victim of it. So that's kind of what is always right there. All roads lead to that situation or that person that has hurt or offended us. So I, I, I did that a lot with my girlfriends and, and you know, they, they were caring and, and kind and would often say, you know, you just need to get past it. You need to get over it. But I didn't know how to do that. So here I was at this women's retreat and the second day of the retreat, we, we went for a, a hike and I, I don't remember exactly what was said or done or whatever, but I just started bawling. I just started crying and just really had a meltdown. And these friends were really kind and they came around and hugged me. And, and uh, in that moment, I felt uh, soothed and, and uh, cared for. And, um, but God was doing a work in my heart that particular weekend and I knew it. So I had decided to go to the afternoon session and the speaker there uh, started to talk about unforgiveness and when we've been hurt by a situation or a person. And so she did a little exercise with us and they dimmed the light so it was just a really kind of calm atmosphere. And she asked us to close our eyes and to begin to think about that person that has that has really hurt us and to a place where, you know, we really uh, feel such hate and anger towards them and, and really think about the situation that has brought us to that point with that person. And so she got us to really kind of get into that place. Then she started to, to softly and, and gently ask us to begin to pray over them and pray for blessings and pray for their health and their marriages or, or you know their finances. Just pray blessings over them. And it was just such an incredible shift that took place in my heart during that session. I realized I didn't want my mom to suffer or, or to, you know, live her whole life with uh, shame and regret because she did. She felt, she's always felt guilty for some of the things she's done and said and choices she's made. And I didn't want her to just be so weighed down by that. And I really wanted her to have a good marriage with my stepdad and, and, you know, her, her to come to know God and to feel God's blessings. And so to shift from that place of anger towards her and to, to a place of wanting good things for her was just an incredible shift that was taking place there towards unforgiveness. And I guess I didn't even know that that really is what was happening. Then the, the last night of the retreat, I just had a really powerful experience with God where he, he took out this old, broken, wounded heart that has not been serving me well, has um, held me back in life, and he replaced it with a, a new heart that would trust him and trust what he said about me. And, and a heart that knew he would never hurt me or leave me. And, and it was just an a incredible heart transplant. And 
I knew that weekend was a turning point in this uh, situation that I had been carrying all through childhood and into my adult life. And when I left the retreat, I, I, it, it was like I was alive for the first time. I was, um, I just could see everything more clear. Everything felt brighter and more hope. And, and um, the possibilities in life were endless because they weren't uh, attached to what would other people think or uh, low self-esteem and insecurities that I was so plagued with. So I knew that weekend was, uh, it had changed my life. And so I, when I came home from that weekend and over the, I guess, next um, couple of weeks, I would uh, talk about how that was life changing. So I will continue this story in just a minute, but I want to just kind of go on with with this uh, podcast. And that is that, you know, I thought that I just needed her, my mom, to acknowledge how she had hurt me and how she had let me down all those years when I was growing up and that that would make it all better that I'd be free then from this pain and and hurt that that prison I had put myself in because of uh, you know the pain I felt she caused me and I would be able to start over start a new healthy relationship with her if she would only acknowledge what she did I didn't realize that it was really my unforgiveness towards her that was keeping me locked in this pain and unable to have any kind of relationship with her, no matter how she was today, if she was the same as she was when I was a kid or if she has grown in some ways. Um, it, it Unforgiveness towards her was, was keeping me locked up in this pain. So forgiving her was the key. And that is what what ended up happening. Like I said, when I came home from the retreat, I just kept talking about, wow, that was life-changing. I mean, life-saving even, because I was going nowhere, nowhere. And I'm just so uh, weighed down by all of the, the hurt and the pain that you know, manifested through insecurities and low self-esteem and approval addiction and all these things. So um, it was life-changing, life-saving. And so there was a time about a month after the retreat that her and I were on the phone and uh, we were trying to arrange a a time for uh, a lunch to celebrate my birthday. And in that, she had said, now, you know, through the past several weeks, you've talked about how that retreat you went to was life changing. What happened there? She must have been sensing uh, something in my voice, my attitude. And so she asked that. And I knew right then I, I wanted to be honest with her. I no longer feared her if she didn't agree with me or didn't like what she heard. And the truth is, it was about her and it was about our relationship. But in telling her, I knew I had freed myself and I had freed her. I don't need anything from her. And so I could be respectful in explaining the weekend to her. And like I said, this our, our st- st- 
strained relationship was not new to news to her. She she understood that we had a difficult time connecting, and um, so I just began to tell her what was going on and kind of uh, step by step, or you know, played out the weekend to her. And five hours later, I got acknowledgement on things that how I, you know, things that were said or done to me, apologies from her. There was such um, regret and remorse and in her voice and the words she was saying, she was confessing things to me. And it was so incredible that when you forgive someone, you're freed up, but it also changes the dynamics in that relationship because she no longer felt such pressure to be something to someone to me that she just could not be. And um, she was free now from that, that expectation from me and I didn't need it. Um, I didn't need her in my life if it was to end up that way, but I'm happy to say it wasn't. This was back in 2003, and since then, our relationship has just continued to grow, and to this day, I, I would consider her one of my closest friends, a confidant. I mean, she's, she's so um, easy to talk with, and... And I think even from her experiences and choices she's made, she's in no position to judge anybody. And so when you talk with her and you share vulnerable things with her, she understands and she's she will keep a secret if it's something private that you want to share. And, you know, she's just a, a, a really good confidant. And I see so many great qualities in her that I didn't for so many years, more than 30 years. I just saw this sort of angry monster. And now she's just, she, she's got great qualities and talents and they don't, she doesn't even see them as sad as that is. But you really start to see somebody different when you forgive them from an offense and, and, you know, let them just work on themselves. However, but you free yourself up and you see them differently. So did you know that when uh, forgiveness allows our brains to produce oxytocin. And so it's oxytocin is, is considered the love drug or the love hormone. And it's associated with empathy or trust or relationship building. So our, our levels of oxytocin increase when we feel love and connected connection with other people. When we get those warm, fuzzy feelings, when we uh, get hugs from people, those that that's when our body kind of um, lets out that oxytocin uh, hormone, and so it's it's that love hormone that connects us with people. That hormone has the power to regulate our emotional responses, and it helps us have po uh, positive memories. We can look back at situations and have positive memories. So. Um, that's kind of an interesting fact that our body is has that uh, hormone in us that is released when we offer forgiveness and we set ourselves free and we begin to connect with people. 
um, especially ones who have hurt us. So it helps us to move past a, a hurtful situation and allows us to heal. So it's an interesting thing that our, our bodies can do for us. So it, it definitely does help to uh, forgive and, and move past an offense or some sort of abusive situation if the abuser or, or another person does acknowledge their part and, and sincerely asks us uh, for forgiveness. They, they apologize to us. But of course, we know that that doesn't always happen. That's in an ideal, perfect world. But unfortunately, that, um, you know, we won't always get that from other people. So we, we end up being left alone to kind of work out the situation for ourselves and and then that's how we end up getting stuck so um, we can't wait for somebody else to sort of realize that they've hurt us so I want to give you five ways and I know this is a, a little bit longer um, episode but I hope that you know you're finding it interesting so um, It'll just be a little bit longer. Five ways to tell if you've forgiven someone. So now I'm sharing that with you before I give you some homework suggestions because then you can do the homework suggestions if unforgiveness has kind of gotten you into a stuck place and then go back and listen to or you can write it down uh, the five uh, ways right now to uh, tell if you have forgiven someone. So. I'll give you those now, and this is by BrendaReeseCoaching.com, and she says five ways to know if you have forgiven someone. Number one, when you can think of this, that person without thinking of the hurt they've caused you. So when you can think of that person without also thinking about the hurt they've caused you. Number two, ask yourself, what if they needed my help? Would I be there for them? You would know if you've truly forgiven them if the answer is yes. Number three, can you think positive thoughts about this person? Number four, do you think of wanting revenge? Is that still in there? And number five, when you have stopped wanting, uh, waiting for them to fail, You'll know that you have truly forgiven them when you've stopped waiting for them to fail. So to forgive, we all know, isn't to let them off the hook or to somehow excuse them for what they did. It's not about just forgetting it or moving on. We really just can't do that. We all know it's about freeing ourselves from the prison of pain, resentment, and anger towards someone who has hurt us. Forgiveness is allowing your heart to move on, to find peace again. And I like how Rick Warren says that forgiveness must be immediate. So when there's an offense, when there's you know a situation that comes up, immediately we must forgive. But trust needs to be rebuilt over time. Trust has to have a track record. So you're not going to immediately be able to trust them again when you've been hurt or um, betrayed by somebody or abused in some way. Um, forgiving them, yes, we have to right away in, in our hearts forgive them. 
and but just know that trusting them again and is going to take time that needs to be rebuilt so I want to share a quote with you by Sarah Patterson and she says uh, forgiveness is not colored with expectations that the other person apologizes or change changes don't worry whether or not they finally understand you if they finally understand you love them and release them life feeds back truth to people in its own way and time so forgiveness is not colored with expectations that the other person apologizes or changes don't worry whether or not they finally understand you love them and release them life feeds back truth to people in its own way and time so we don't have to want revenge and all those other things um, just forgive them love them release them release yourself and move on and just let over time life will work with them so I'm going to offer you some homework suggestions I have three homework suggestions for you and the first one is to share the situation, the, the pain, even if it's from the past or if it was just yesterday, share the situation with a trusted friend or mentor, maybe even a therapist, somebody older, wiser, more mature, more stable. And in that, they will help you see it from maybe a, a more um, sensible uh, perspective maybe because sometimes our emotions are are so caught up in it that it really is hard to kind of rationalize it and and we tend to want to tell everybody and kind of um, I guess unknowingly sometimes we're trying to persuade people to see it our our way and and uh, kind of put us in this victim place but sharing it with an a, a wiser more mature person or a, maybe even a, a professional person like a therapist um, can help get it out because it is a, a traumatic event or it's um, it's an offense that is uh, could really kind of change the course of your life I guess so talking about it sharing it but make sure it's with the, uh, somebody who walks in a lot of wisdom and maturity so that they will help maybe pray with you over it invite God into the situation and um, and so that we're not just telling everybody and another suggestion I have is to exercise the the what the the exercise that the speaker did with us at the retreat that I went to you know you can do that for yourself just sitting in a quiet place and and think about that person and and maybe the whole situation but then shift your mind to thinking about and and praying blessings over them and kind of go down the list of areas in their life and pain that you know they're going through and and just really wanting good things for them and not seeing them as so uh, mean and evil but you know a broken person too possibly so you can do that exercise that the speaker at the retreat did for, with us so that's something you can do and then a third suggestion is to remind yourself that um, forgiveness is not 
being weak or in some way letting them off the hook, just remind yourself of that, that offering forgiveness is actually coming from a place of strength and it is allowing us to be at peace, freeing ourselves from that, that uh, prison of anger and and hate and resentment and all that and ultimately it gives us freedom so remind yourself of that that it's not being weak it's actually being the strong like the brave strong person is the one that can apologize or offer forgiveness so um so that's just something that you know uh you can remind yourself about because sometimes we can get stuck in well why should i always have to or they're the one that did it to me it's not really about that it's more it's more of a heart thing you're doing for yourself so and you know only after we forgive can we help others through their pain so if if you are somebody who is a a mentor, a role model to people, if it's your own children, if it's your grandchildren, if it's co-workers or neighbors or, you know, women's groups that you're involved in, how can we help them if we're walking in and, and stuck in that place? So only after we learn how to forgive can we help others. So just remember that verse in the song uh, Sparrows, the heart that's planted in forgiveness doesn't dwell in the past. And I just love that. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it wasn't too long. Uh, and, you know, just I hope that you, if you are in a stuck place holding unforgiveness, this just gave you something to think about and um, just moving in that right direction of offering, unfor uh, offering forgiveness to those people or that person. So go out and have a great day.